This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When personal investments exceed personal goals and the retirement fund is bigger than your retirement dreams is when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Primetime Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Investment Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. Welcome, everybody, to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50-plus and your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. We've been saying that on Primetime Money since 1992. That's right, 30 years we, since we started this program. Each week, you're going to hear from our special guests that'll look into the stock and the bond markets, how they're performing, and what sectors we should be focusing on. Also joining us will be lawyers that specialize in estate planning. They will go over will planning, probate, powers of attorney, family law, and hopefully tax professionals will come and help us with tax planning and ideas on how we can strategize to minimize the tax we pay. All in all, this is a show about full wealth management. And also each week, we're going to have the rapid fire round where we're going to answer your questions that you've sent in to us. And the best part of the show, I'm going to have special reports for you and research that we'll send out to you at no cost. So get a paper and pencil ready and take down this phone number. It's one 866 891 And the email for the questions is primetmoney at gmail.com if you want to mail in uh, questions that you have. Dominique will take your name and your email address, and she'll send the reports to you directly. one 891 37. And we have a tremendous show planned for you today. Robert Cohen, who's Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Dynamic Funds, is going to be first up today. And um, he's been a, a friend to the show and uh, uh, someone that's been helping us for a number of years, primarily in the area of gold. He's a gold fund manager. He's going to be here to talk about gold, gold and precious metals, gold and precious metal stocks, and whether now in this high inflationary period is a good time to hold gold and gold stocks. So you want to stay tuned for that. Also joining us today is Steve DiGregorio. He's a portfolio manager at Canoe Funds. Steve specializes in managing portfolios that give you high regular income, um, and that's the, the focus of the funds. Now, we've been doing that quite a bit lately on the show because we feel that, you know, with this kind of market, you should be focusing on uh, getting a return, and the easiest way to get a return is from managers that can produce a, a high income for you on a regular basis, maybe monthly income that's a little bit higher, and then you're getting some form of return, and then in time... It'll give the time uh, for the stock market to catch up and start to give us some returns in terms of the, the growth side. So street, uh, Steve's going to have some great ideas for you, too, that you can act on now and even in this volatile market. But first, um, an essential pillar in overall planning is taking care of your estate. In addition to investment and tax planning, um, this will help you um, basically put together a, uh, a plan where the three pillars, again, that are taken care of. We've got investment, tax, and estate planning. And we've put together a special workshop to help you with that and focusing on properly setting up your will, why powers of attorney are so important today, and setting up a trust may really help minimize the taxes on your estate. And that's the key, protecting your assets and preserving the money for your family. But the biggest question most people have today is, how do I choose an executor? With all the different family dynamics in society today, choosing an executor 
and how to divide your assets is increasingly difficult. And when you consider that the average house, yes, the, the, the average house in Metro Toronto area is well over a million dollars. Estates are a lot larger now and a lot more complex. So uh, going to be joining us, we have senior trust advisor and estate specialist. Her name's Allison Pang. She's been working with us for a number of years. She's with Royal Trust, and she specializes, again, on estate planning. So that's the person that you want to talk to, someone that's out there in the field seeing what's happening with uh, um, people and what's happening with will planning and what, what's being uh, discussed in the courts in terms of uh, taxes and estates. So she's going to guide us through the entire process. The workshop will be virtual, be on WebEx, and it will be on coming up next week, so uh, right after the show here. Uh, this Wednesday coming up, April 27th, it's going to be at 11 o'clock, um, and she'll go through all of those things, wills, probate, powers of attorney, everything to do with estate planning in general, and then focus a little bit on um, choosing an executor. That seems to be one of the most difficult things today, uh, is, is choosing an executor to uh, to execute your will. As part of the workshop, I'm also going to give you an overview of what you should be adjusting your portfolio to best be positioned for this inflationary period we're in. So overall, the the, uh, the program that we have set up will last probably an hour, an hour and 15 minutes or so. So um, from 11 a.m., that's this Wednesday, April 27th. So all you have to do is give Dominic a call. Of course, on this show, there's no cost for the meeting. Just give Dominic a call now, one 891 2637. That's one 891 2637 You can call now or you can call after the show. If you do give voicemail, just leave, just leave your name and number and Dominic's going to call you back right away and get you all reserved up for this meeting. Okay, is gold still a hedge against high periods of inflation like the one we're in now? Stay right there. One of Canada's top gold portfolio managers will join us to give us his thoughts. I'm Richard Infantino. You're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money, and joining us now is Robert Cohen. He's the Vice President Portfolio Manager at Dynamic Funds. Robert manages the Gold and Precious Metals Fund at Dynamic, and we asked Robert to come on today to give us his thoughts on owning gold during a period like now, which is very inflationary. Hey, Rob, thanks for uh, coming on, taking some time to join us here this morning. You're very welcome, Richard. Good to be here. Yeah, it's good to good to hear from you again. Like, you know, we wanted you to come on again to, uh, you know, talk about, uh, I know you're... you're one of the top guys in the area of uh, gold and precious metals. So we wanted to know, is, uh, is gold still acting as a hedge against inflation in this kind of a period? Uh, yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, there's always been a strong correlation between gold and tips yields. And, you know, we think that, you know, the Fed is going to try to raise rates to uh, curb inflation, but they're not going to do it without causing a recession. I think they're relying on some of the past episodes in the, you know, 1984, 1994, where they were raising rates due to perceived overheating in the economy. But I think this time around, the the inflation is coming from uh, the very loose monetary policy that they've had. Mm-hmm. And so it's different uh, this time is they're raising rates kind of for the wrong reasons. So now when you're investing and you're trying to, to hedge this, like, is it better to have to be investing in bullion, or is it better to be investing in gold stocks? I think you uh, just lay out the risk tolerance of the investor. If they're if they have a low risk, uh, you know, 
tolerance and gold bullion is probably the safest thing to buy because at the end of the day, no matter what happens, you always have that physical gold. Uh, if you're a medium risk tolerant investor, uh, you know, one suggestion I would have is a blend of stocks and gold bullion. We actually offer that in one of our products called Dynamic Strategic Gold Class Fund. Okay. And then if you want the full on uh, higher risk, but you know, better reward is the uh, owning the equities, and therefore we have another product there called the Dynamic Precious Metals Fund that gives investors a good um, spectrum across the gold sector of you know everything from senior companies down to advanced uh, development projects. Oh, okay, um, like what's the the other effect that's on gold is the U.S. dollar. Like how how is that affecting things? Well, the U.S. dollar has been pretty strong lately because yeah. of all the political risk in the world. Um, so there is actually still a positive correlation, uh, but you know it's being overshadowed with what's going on with the, the Fed's fund rate and inflation and so on and so forth. But yeah, normally you would see that, but right now we are certainly in a, a very elevated uh, political risk um uh, time at the at the moment okay um so now taking a look let, let's say for instance let's talk about the dynamic precious metals fund that you that, that you have there like what's what's in the portfolio currently well um maybe i'll take this one moment to uh, brag about the um holding we had we had a largest holding in uh, great bear uh which was purchased in uh december and completed okay. at the end of february by kinross uh I, that was one of our top holdings, so I think uh, Kinross is going to do very well with that. So currently, one of our top holdings now is uh, called K92 Mining, and they have uh, a gold mine in Papua New Guinea that is still, you know, in its sort of phase one, uh, growing from about 125,000 ounces a year to about 400,000 ounces a year by 2026 in two phases of expansion. But the geology here is fantastic. Like, this just keeps growing and growing. So I still think it's going to get a lot bigger than what people even see, even in the in the five-year time horizon. I think it's going to be uh, quite an interesting stock. So we have that as our largest position in the fund. Is that a Canadian company? It is. Okay, and it trades on the what, what exchange? Is it trade on TSX? Uh, yeah, the TSX under the symbol uh, KNT. KNT, and uh, it's currently got a two point two billion dollar market cap. So it, it's a pretty big company already. So, now, your precious metals fund, like what what would uh, be the constituents of it? Is it is it mostly gold companies, or do you have some other kinds of companies in there as well? Uh, it's basically all gold companies. Okay, uh, you know we have our resource funds to get you know. Uh, exposure to other sectors. We might have the odd silver stock in there or um, palladium name, but it's really uh, 99% gold, basically. Yeah. Uh, but we have across the spectrum from senior companies like Newmont uh, down to some smaller companies. Um, uh, and one thing that makes us different than our competitors is we have a fairly high exposure into the Australian uh, listed gold equities, which I find a lot of our uh, competitors in Canada don't really invest in the Australian market. It's, you know, lack of familiarity, et cetera. 
Um, but we are very close to that market. I think it's the second largest gold market in the world after the TSX. So uh, why not have a better selection of stocks by, you know, looking at those ones more more closely? So, like, f- just to finish up here, Robert, for the, the average listener out there, the average investor out there, like what portion of your portfolio should you have in, uh, in gold? Well, depending on the risk tolerance of okay. an investor, anywhere from 5 to 15% is uh, very reasonable. It, it moves you up what's known as the Markowitz-efficient frontier, which is a investment uh, you know, textbook uh, analysis of looking at uh, adding risk and reward to a portfolio. And going into that range, you actually optimize the risk-return characteristics of a portfolio without taking on additional risk uh, versus a portfolio with no gold in it. So it moves you around that what's called the efficient frontier. Um, Beyond 15%, you are taking on additional risk. So, you know, some investors might choose to do so. But I think one thing to look, way to look at gold is don't try to time the market. I see too many people, they always try to time the market and they get it wrong. Uh, It's better to just always own some, maybe rebalance, but treat it more like you're your insurance policy for your portfolio, you know, like when you go uh, with your house without fire insurance, for example. So I think that's one thing. And on top of all, we've put up very good numbers. So I think it it really has uh, uh, been a a very good uh, portfolio enhancer. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, it's great to to hear from you again, Robert. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us and continued success with the uh, Dynamic Precious Metals Funds. Thank you so much, Richard. All right, you take care. Okay, that was Robert Cohen of Dynamic Funds. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Dynamic Funds. Okay, if you're looking to increase the income that you have from your accounts these days, stay with us because Steve DiGregorio will be joining us to talk about strategies you can use right now to increase the income in your portfolio. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. And joining us now is Steve DiGregorio, his portfolio manager with uh, Canoe Funds. And we asked Steve to come on today, again, to focus on um, putting together some sort of a, an income in this kind of market where we're trying to scratch out some kind of a return. Focusing on income is the key here, folks. Hey, good morning, Steve. Thanks for uh, joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me, Richard. You know, we just had uh, our other guest on, and we we're talking, you know, mainly about inflation seems to be uh, top of mind for everything here today in the, in the markets. Um, with that there, um, how is your fund positioned for inflation? Is it dividend growth, hard assets? How, how are you doing it? Yeah, I think one of, the, one of the ways you really want to beat inflation here in this market is to look for underlying businesses that have the ability to pass on that inflationary cost on to end consumers. Uh, and one of the areas that we think works very well in this market is the dividend growth area. Okay. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, when you think about what's going to happen in this market, is there's going to be a fight for capital. As the Fed goes to war against inflation, capital will become scarce, and certain asset classes will do well and others will lag, and we're starting to see that quite a bit this year in the market. Yeah, for sure. You're seeing a distinction there. Uh, you know, like 30 years I've been in the business, this is one year where you're really seeing things start to uh, divide here. Um, now, you manage a fund called the Canoe Premium Income Fund. Um, tell us uh, like what you do with that fund, uh, Steve. Yeah, so I, I think when you look at it 
first in the market, we say to ourselves, what's our expected return? And when we think about equity risk premium or how much risk you're taking for being in the equity market relative to the bond market, it's become significant here as bonds have traded off because yields have gone up. So ultimately, that fight for capital will lead to challenged equity prices. So we have the ability to a uh, carry large uh, uh, levels of cash and also use options against those cash. So options are one of the ways that you can generate more return in a market today because of the higher volatility. So you're actually capturing return from volatility and at the same time having an underlying portfolio of dividend growers. So when you think back for what we think is maybe close to the 2000 time period of, of, uh, of the market, which is reminiscent to, I think, what we're going to see today, that market actually saw those type of low-ball investments do very well relative to the broader market. I think that's what we'll see again in 2022 and 2023. Now, you use a, like a term, harvesting volatility. Like, explain, uh, explain how you do that. Right, and, and in every market, there's ways to eke out returns and scrape out returns. And in this market, I think the option side of it, so the ability to sell away upside or actually to fund other people's insurance and being paid for that through the options market is very attractive. So using a strategy called either covered calls or cash covered puts. So you have cash in your portfolio, you could sell options against that cash and buy the market cheaper and be paid today. So put capital into your pocket instantaneously. We think that's something that's going to work very well this year, and it's worked so far. I mean, our fund, the premium income fund, is up over 6% already this year, so we're doing pretty well on this strategy. Yeah, just just for the listeners, again, they you know, when they hear the word options and, uh, you know, puts and calls, they feel that it's more risk, but in, in reality, doing this is a more conservative approach to investing, isn't it? it? It is, and when you think about one of the businesses we like quite a bit, Home Depot, everybody knows it. It's a great business. It has a moat around it. It can't be Amazon because Amazon's not going to start delivering plywood um, via their network. Right. The problem with the Amazon in today's market, it's a little bit challenged by higher rates. It's challenged by the slowdown in the housing market. So ultimately, if you can go and, and sell puts against that, so saying, hey, I'm going to sell a put at $275 on Home Depot. That's 15 times earnings. My probability of losing money at that price is very low. I'll be paid a 10% annualized return in order to take on that risk. But I need to buy the stock if it goes to 275 I think that's a very attractive way to harvest volatility in this market and end up buying a very good company if it goes to that price. Right. So for the listeners, like harvesting is actually capturing income. So if um, the, the, the puts and the calls will produce income for the portfolio, and then and in essence, your portfolio will pay that out to the investors, right? Exactly. And we're... And if you think about this year relative to last year, last year we generated very little return in the options market. There wasn't much volatility. Now as volatility has normalized back to historic norms because of the fear of inflation, you can actually collect significant premium, put that in your pocket right away, or what we do, put it into the fund and flow it through to the end investor. We've already generated uh, 50% more income this year than we did last all of last year in three and a half months. So this is a strategy that looks very attractive for the next 12 months. Yeah, for sure. When, you, when you're looking at this kind of a market and you're saying there's not a lot in terms of capital growth, then you got to focus on getting higher income, right? Okay, just to finish off, we got about a minute left, uh, Steve. Just tell us about um, Canoe Premium Income Fund, what's in it, what it pays as a, as a, as a, return, as a, a distribution. 
Yeah, so we pay a 4% distribution. Okay. What's really interesting about the distribution is we were able to increase it this year. 85% of the underlying businesses in the fund raised their dividend last year. So this is what we call inflation protection. If you can find those underlying businesses raising dividends every year or every second year and also selling options on top of that you can sell you can create a very good revenue stream for an investor and i don't know when you go back into the bond market but this is a way to get that income until you're more comfortable going back into the bond market so we're 80 percent invested right now 20 percent cash and an underlying put position on that 20 percent cash so our downside capture this year has been 40 percent so every time the market's gone down we've captured about 40 percent of that and on the upside, well, we're well ahead of the market this year also because of these alternative strategies within the portfolio. Yeah, that's tremendous, Steve. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today and bringing us up to speed with what's happening there with the Canoe Premium Income Fund and continued success as usual. Thanks. We'll talk soon, Richard. Okay, sir. You take care. Bye-bye. Okay, that was Steve DiGregorio. He's a portfolio manager at Canoe Financial. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Canoe Financial. Okay, it's time for... For the Rapid Fire Round where Richard answers all of your financial questions. Okay, here we go. We only have time for one here today, and it comes from Chris T. of Mississauga, who asks, Richard, how do I pay taxes on the money that I earn from stocks? That's a great question, especially today at tax time. There's a couple different ways that you make money in investing, and they can be taxed. So we'll talk about two. The first one is the value of your investment can increase which is known as a capital gain. You won't pay taxes on this until you sell the investment and actually the gain is realized. And when you do sell and realize the gain, only 50% of the profit is taxed at your marginal rate. So if you make $10,000 and your marginal tax rate is 40%, so 10,000, 50% of that is 5,000 times a 40% tax rate, you'd pay $2,000 tax on that capital gain. Secondly, stocks pay you dividends. It's a form of profit sharing that's uh, given out to the investors. In Canada, you get a tax credit on the eligible dividends that you receive. There actually is a complex calculation, but basically you're getting back a tax credit, and the tax that you pay on dividends is a lot better than regular income or the tax that you pay on interest. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, It went by so fast. We have a couple of more experts coming next week that you're going to want to listen to. Stephen Kim, he's a portfolio manager at IA Clarington will be joining us. And Chris McHaney, who's um, a a specialist with BMO ETFs. Okay, remember to follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our podcasts are on Apple Music and Spotify. See you next week, folks. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.